This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome. This is Garden of Sound brought to you with thanks to Mint Finance. Business loans made easy. Today on the show, sneaky Caribbean monk seals. Yep, it's those guys. And some may say an endangered species, with pop being music's apex predator. The sneakies are, however, an incredible musical force with a maturity of sound way beyond their tender years. Yep, they're at high school, but they're going to set this country on fire before you know it. The band consists of Yannick on vocals, Jono on guitar, David on bass, and Abel on drums. As of the official broadcast time and date of this programme, the RockQuest gods have either seen fit to send them through to this year's national finals, or like the 14 record companies who turned down the Beatles, they've missed out. But whatever the result, there are big things in the pipeline for this foursome from the Garden City. This is the Garden of Sound interview with sneaky Caribbean monk seals on 96.9 Plains FM. Gentlemen, welcome to Garden of Sound. Uh, in front of me, I have David, plays bass. I have Abel, drums. I have Yannick, vocalist, and Jono, guitar. I want to kick off David. I want you to tell me about growing up, being little David, and music in the house. When was the first time you heard music or music had meaning for you? I wouldn't say I have a very musical family, but... Um, we've always had a piano and I've played around a bit, had a ukulele, but not much like music. So there's around. a piano and there's a there's a ukulele, which sounds a damn sight more than most non-musical households. Um, when did the bass come on the scene? About a year ago. Only a year? Yeah. What was your, um, I guess, your inspiration for picking up the bass? I've always really liked music, but... Never thought about playing in a band, but yeah, we kind of just started a band, so I played the bass. As simple as that, but just tell me at home very quickly, what kind of music, you said you weren't a very musical household, but there must have been some kind of music um, playing as you you grew up, some bands. Um, Well, I remember my dad playing Dire Straits on the night performance, and I yeah, I really like that. It kind of inspired me. Um, I really like the drummer, so I, I wanted to play the drums. So I got a few lessons playing the drums. Especially Money for Nothing. There's quite a yeah. wicked fill before the um, the song itself starts off. Yeah. Abel, I want to switch over to you. You were obviously the drummer in the band. Tell me about music for you for you growing up. Musical family, yes, no? Um, or yes, I have a, a very musical family, especially from my dad's side. My granddad um, was actually started the New Zealand Army Band, but yeah, my parents are very musical. Like my mum has like is so good she can like l- just listen to a song and then play it on the piano. Yeah, she's very good at piano. But they're natural musicians, but then they don't play if you know what I mean, and they don't listen to much of their own music. From a young age, I've always like loved music and performing, like people watching people perform. When I was younger, I absolutely loved the Wiggles. Like, my parents have videos of me 
like dancing and singing along to the Wiggles. They're an exceptionally formative act. A yeah. number of musicians <laughs> I've spoken to over recent months have referenced the Wiggles and their their yeah. tremendous body of work. Were you were you forced it all into music? Did you feel like you have to with such musical parents? Oh, nah. I didn't care, really. Well, my brother had guitar lessons because he wanted to play guitar. And then I sort of had drum lessons for like like three months. So yeah. why why drums? Where was that desire? I've, I've always, I always wanted to be an electric guitarist. Like in 2010, I remember really wanting to play the guitar. But I went to my friend's, or a friend's house and he had a drum set and then... I started playing that, and then my parents were like, "Dang, he he he's pretty good. We maybe we should give him some lessons." And so, oh yeah, I guess my parents did make me play the drums for the first bit, and then I really liked the drums, so you know, continued playing Fantastic. on and off. Yannick, I want to move over to you. Oh, hello, um, you're the singer in the band. Yes. When did you um when did you first open your mouth and realise that you could make a a tremendous musical noise as opposed to just a, a racket um well last year pretty much when we just started playing in the band uh we tried tnt out and it was the first time i've actually like really like used my voice in like a like a real rocky sense so and what were you singing prior to that um because it doesn't just wow there you go i don't know probably just i really liked the beach boys so Kind of like real like soft harmony type stuff, I guess, at the start. And then it was just like a massive transition. Like I just started getting into harder and harder stuff and And pushing your your Yeah. Your voice more. Did you sing as a young child? Not really. Like being in church and stuff, I guess that like helps it a little bit. So you're always like singing in like worship, I guess. Mm. And what about the um what about the family? Any musicians around you? Oh uh, yeah, um, my parents aren't musicians, but um, my sister and brother played a little bit. Well, my sister sings a lot, and um, yeah, and then I have a papa who's like really, really good at blues and stuff. He's like your typical like blues man. Has he heard you guys play? Ah, uh, yeah, he's heard some stuff. Yeah, and what's his um, impression of that? Yeah, he likes it. It's yeah. it's a little bit more harder than the stuff he's used to, but um. He loves the blues elements, like John is guitaring. When when I play the blues harp, he really likes that. And that is a, a fantastic sound. Just just tell me, when did you pick pick that up and start playing it? Basically, one Christmas when I was like, I don't know, maybe eight. My papa uh, gave a harmonica to like all the grandchildren, and uh, basically, just like after a few years, no one really like continued playing it. But then, like, all of a sudden when we started the band and then I started getting into more music then I, like, started seeing other, like, front men like Robert Plant and Roger Daltrey and they're all playing the harp and so I was like, oh, I'll pick that up again. And so, yeah, I pretty much just started playing and then sometimes my papa helps me out a little bit, just gives me a few techniques and stuff, but pretty much just, like, um, all, like, self-taught, really. And very close to you right now and on stage as well is... Uh is Jono, who's the guitarist in the band, um, and a, a very good sort of rock blues player, and I'm sure there are many strings to your bows. When did music um, sort of enter your consciousness, Jono? Well, I remember um, my father used to play heaps of music in the car, and 
you know, I would listen to it. I, I got really into it. I, I remember I used to listen to quite a lot of country, but um, one, one memory I really do have about me and, I guess, rock music was when I had this Deep Purple CD and I had this wee sort of CD player in my room and I'd shut the door and I'd play the Deep Purple. I'd just jump around to that. How old were you at that point? Oh, God. I mean, it's it's, it's, a fa- I'm, it's, a, it's like a really strong memory, but I can't remember how... So little. Old I was. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was little. I was I was a little kid. Broken out. Yeah, and he would play ACDC and lo- also lots of Carlos Santana. And I, a lot of those like Carlos Santana type riffs are just seared into my memory from like a young age. And that's so it comes across through my playing. But a real turning point for me that's influenced my blues playing. I remember going on a car trip. My um, dad and my brother were going fishing and he put on this blue CD and I started hearing like Muddy Waters and um, uh, Hound Dog Taylor and that just blew my mind because it had contained so much emotion and just raw energy because it wasn't just really clean cut, it was just really just from the heart and it just had lots of soul in it and and then my dad played a Jimi Hendrix song, it was voodoo child and that really just blew my mind because i just couldn't get over how um i guess you say it's just really really creative and you know once you hear that mem- that um opening riff for voodoo child it just stick you can't forget something like that it's just so technically advanced and it's just really creative it's just creative genius it's all i can really describe it and that just really wanted to make me play the guitar. Before we get to the formation of the band, I just want to reference the fact Hendrix, Daltrey from The Who, Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin, The Beach Boys, Muddy Waters. Okay, here we go, 50 years ago and so on. So so what's happening in, in music now, and I'll flip back to you, John, and what's happening in music now that um, you know that you guys aren't, aren't getting into? What, what's happening? It's just becoming too simplistic, and when I mean simplistic, I just mean it's just the technology is just being overused with the music, and it's just not really coming from the soul. It's just all this stuff that's just put together layers, and it's just very sort of artificial and plastic, and I just it doesn't contain that loud, um, powerful sound that really digs into your soul. Okay, so loud, powerful sounds. Abel, I'll, I'll jump over to you. What's your yeah. What's your take on that? What do you What do you dig about these sneaky Caribbean monk seals sort of vibe? Personally, actually, I mean, I don't mind nowadays music, but um, I just love the the energy of back in the day. I, it's just so I find it so nostalgic and boosts my morale. So when I listen to it, so yeah, Yannick. I uh, just want to ask about the formation uh, of the band, at least. So, how long have you guys been playing together? One year, only one year. Yeah. And what was the what was the impetus for you guys to get together and and kick it all off? We didn't know Jono when we first started. Uh, it was me, David, and Abel, and we basically just had a little group of us that chilled around the back of school, <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, we basically just like got a Yui boom and just like listened to all these like old classics that we just loved and then we was just like hey this is so sick we should start a band you know because we're all into so are the you same music are you the alternative crowd because you're at Middleton Grange is that correct yeah okay yeah. uh yeah there's not really anyone like us 
you know. No, I'm I'm the I'm the known as the cool person of Middleton. Yeah, Pop, most popular. So yeah, you're the cool guy, like Mike and the young ones, which yeah, is yeah. a big one. Yeah. Um, uh, David, tell me about your uh, your first experiences. Uh, first time you heard John O play, for example. Well, there are these music studios at school, and we saw John O with his band at the time playing, and we asked if we could come in. And then he just kind of showed us some stuff, and we were all like blown away by his guitar playing. So, Jono, tell me about that previous band. What was uh, what was the story there? I was I used to just play in my room, listen to songs, look at things online, and I just sort of taught myself all these different things. And I really wanted to go for like a real hard, sort of psychedelic rock band, but I was trying to do I was trying to form different bands with people my year and it just wasn't working out because they're, they're different musical influences and yeah I was sort of a bit gutted but then the I remember these guys came along they're all they're all here older than me I was really really nervous because I'm because I'm, I'm to the still quite a shy person but um yeah when they came in you couldn't tell on stage yeah well it's, that's sort of like a different character you know but um I was I was just really just being myself and then they I, they asked if they can come in and I just played them some stuff and they seemed to like it so yeah and then I and then they were, they said they were doing this event at school called Rock Night and that's where all these different school bands can play and you, everyone just sort of gets together the whole music scene at Middleton Grange and um, yeah I played for them and we just didn't stop playing since then. It's time for some music, which is very important. Um, I've reeled off the um, the number of um, influences. Is there a track from any of those those groups um, that we should play now? We're all very much like my generation. Why? I don't know. It's just it has something so fun and like teenage about it. If you know what I mean. It's just it, it's just like it's just cool to have like a song like just talking about like like. Your generation, like even though it's not technically our generation, like we can kind of like bring it into like our own and like, you know, like um, it is. It's, it's yeah. It's my generation, regardless yeah. of what generation. David, I exactly. just want to ask, learning the um, uh, learning the bass parts uh, for that song. How long did it take? We while because I mean you pretty much nailed it when I saw you play at Gardener Sound Live. Um, took a morning to <laughs> just. Just ah, well, there you go. For some, it takes a lifetime. This is my generation, the Who. People try to put us to death. Just because we get around. Things they do look awful. Before I get old Talking about my generation my generation, baby Why don't you all fade away Don't try to dig what we all say I'm trying to cause a big sensation I'm just talking about my generation
the Garden of Sound interview with sneaky Caribbean monk seals on 96.9 Plains FM. Hey my sisters and brothers, it's Brad from the Butlers and the Singleton Mingle. If you're looking for a top-notch screen printer for your next big shindig, then go down to see James at Against the Grain Screen Printing. He's been printing out t-shirts and merch for the Mingle for many, many moons. He's an absolute ledge and he's one of the few qualified textile lords in the city. So get down and see him, you're guaranteed a great price and a mean result. Check him out on the World Wide Web, atgscreen.co.nz. That's atgscreen.co.nz. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Sneaky Caribbean Monk Seals on Plains FM 96.9. Jono, I want to talk about gigs and concerts and all of that kind of thing. What was the first big gig that you went along to? Maybe that you paid some cash to see? I guess for me, the biggest sort of rock thing with performance was probably just rock night for me. I I mean, I always listen to bands play, but you know, we're sort of just in Christchurch, you know, not many... I don't really go to see many um Tell me about tell me about who you have seen in Christchurch that's impressed you. I mean this could be Rock Night, could be Rock Quest. Well, it wasn't in Christchurch. I remember well, actually last summer holidays I was in we went to Byron Bay, Australia, and in the spa they had all these different bands playing with different sort of Australian musicians and there was this bar band, this blues rock band, and the I just thought the guitarist was phenomenal and I just really got into it. It was so much energy and there's all these old fellas, but they were so good, and I, I just really liked it. And I haven't been to many like big gigs or anything, in all honesty. Yannick, tell me about gigs. Who have you seen? What did you enjoy? Well, the first one would have been Parachute up in Wellington, and uh, I saw um, the Newsboys there, which I was a big fan of when I was younger. Because they'd been around for a long time. Yeah, and uh, I just remember I was so psyched because um, 
I got I I got right up the front of the mosh pit, and then uh, the drummer uh, Duncan Phillips he threw his stick out, and I got it. Yeah, so that was like such a cool experience for me, and uh, yeah. Abel, yeah. What have you been along to see? What's uh, left an an indelible impression? Well, last year I went to my first ever concert. Um, it was Tar Sultana. Yeah, I love all the. I love all the Australian bands like Parcels, Ocean Alley, Sticky Fingers. So yeah, it was great to see Tash Sultana. She's like a cool person. She has such high energy on stage. She's like, yeah, I just love it how people can like feel the music and just do actions while they just, I don't know, she just looks like she's absolutely loving it on stage and loving performing and she loves the crowd. So it's so cool. David? Not really, like. I haven't really been to any. Who would you like to? Gigs. Who would you like to see live, either now or maybe back in the past? Bands like Pink Floyd would have been amazing to see live. I reckon. These days, yeah, I'd love to see like Australian bands play. Why Australian bands? It's just because they're a bit different from New Zealand bands, but they're I think similar. Everything good kind of comes from Australia. <laughs> Okay, I want to talk um, about performing and being on stage and and your experiences. Um, and I'll take take you back to the Rockquest heats. At least um, you got out on stage and you blew me away uh, with your performance, and I think everyone else uh, in the audience. Uh, Jono, take us through um, take us through that experience from uh, being out the back of the Aurora Centre. Um, through to getting on stage and playing. What was that like for you? Um, I was a bit nervous, a bit shaky. I got my guitar tuned and I found out one of the um, the person tuned my guitar was he used to go to the um, same school as us. So I just thought that was quite funny. Yeah, we we're all just pretty quiet, just doing our things, having walks, just chatting. Nothing too exciting happened backstage, but once we actually got on stage, set up all the pedals and I sort of just did that wee guitar solo thing then we just really just got into it and I know I guess for me being on stage has always just sort of been like um you know something you don't feel like you're gonna have enough energy but just something where just sort of clicks and then you just have this big burst of energy. So here's a big one Yannick um, when we're talking about the energy and so on so how much are you vibing off you know what the crowd is giving back? To oh you? yeah 100% the more passionate the crowd is the more passionate I am you know and I feel like um once once you set a reputation that of being like real energetic on stage you you kind of gotta like live up to it you know like otherwise it's just like I don't know you might as well put your whole heart into it you know so so we're we gonna see sort of a Mick Jagger situation when you're all 17 you're all <laughs> yeah hopefully I'll still be rocking out by then but tell me about uh Rockwest regional finals um how did that sort of differ in intensity Oh, it was just the the passion from the crowd, just like, you know, it's just like a super, like, good vibe, like, everyone's just getting psyched, and I don't know, it's like, yeah, just fun as. Abel, uh, when you were announced as uh, winners of the regionals, uh, what was your what was your feeling, what was your reaction? I was not expecting that at all. Why? Well... Do you think there were better bands? Because music is a competition, obviously. There's definitely bands that were, like, hecka talented and like people using like different time signatures and stuff like that and it's just crazy how good they are at at such a young age but 
yeah, like, I definitely wasn't expecting the win, for sure. David, how did you feel about both gigs? I was really happy with them. I felt satisfied after playing. Did you play the best you ever have? It's like when I come off stage, I can't really remember what happened. It's a blur. Yeah. Have you had any uh, massive hiccups or have things gone sort of tremendously wrong on stage? I'll open this up to to the group at least. If we're talking about technical faults or, you know, maybe losing a drumstick. Yeah, interesting you say that. Um, did lose my drumstick at Garden of Sound and it turns out that we're, there was actually a drum bag right there. So I uh, made a full wheel out of myself in front of everyone, but um, nah, it was fine. <laughs> But all of that comes with all of that comes with experience, and you um you you just go with it. You guys, you are a, a fantastic talent. Now I want to talk a bit more about music and so on. Um, have you guys got a favourite track or an artist um, that we could uh, we could hear right now? Well, the band have talked about this, and um, we've decided. And, uh, do you disagree <laughs> with their choice? That's a big question because you do seem a bit more on the sort of like in in, in the pop vein. Maybe that's what makes you guys great. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not pop, but um, but no, nah, no. Nah, I love the song. Um, we all love the song. It's "Sweet Emotion" by Aerosmith. Right, Aerosmith. Uh, for me, Steven Tyler, Joe Perry. Those are the those are the standouts. And there's the the other three. So Abel, David. Here we go. I mean, uh, do you feel you might be relegated to being the other two for for the rest of yeah. for the rest of time, or do you feel like you've got distinct enough personalities to 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 shine these two characters uh, on stage? Well, you know. Who really cares about the drummer and the bass guitarist? I Drum and bass sucks. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> I, I think I think these guys have have got what it takes to really just you know just bring it. Um, well, I think I think uh, we all have very um, unique characters. Um, so I feel like it's essential to all be unique in some way and not just two people. Because um, yeah, I think it's important that we're all noticed. Jono, what do uh, David and Abel bring to the band? You know, I, f- I feel like me and Yannick, we're sort of, sort of like the electricity and they're, they're sort of like the thunder, if you were to put it in a visual perspective. But, um, yeah, that, nah, they've, they're, not, they're not just like the other two band members. They've all got really um, interesting personalities, really interesting people. And um, they really bring up something new in terms of um, what they play. But yeah, you know what they say, bada boom, bada bing, you know the rest. Oh, you're going to make me cry.
Now for something completely different, cue Liberty Bell, Ultimate Championship Wrestling. Now, if you've seen wrestling with my family, you'll know how important grassroots wrestling is to the sport. And tomorrow night, UCW returns to the magnificent D4 for their next incredible show, Blind Fury. You can get your tickets right now from championshipwrestling.co.nz. The first bell is at 6pm, and it's going to be one amazing night at D4 on Garlands Road. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Sneaky Caribbean Monk Seals on Plains FM 96.9. I want to talk about uh, recording and production. Now, you told me prior to this that um, you had a deal going with Mains, or they did some some work for you. Um, you Tell me about that, Jono. One of my my friends, they put up on Facebook, and um, I think my... One of my friends sort of messaged me about it. They ended up putting our names down for it, and they um said it was for their project because they were doing a test and they had to record a band and mix them. And so, yeah, we um we had a meeting with them so that we just discussed things, and then we went over and they recorded two of our songs, two of which were were the ones that we did at Rockquest, and they um mixed it. Yeah, it was it was a really good experience. David, what was the experience like for you recording? Was that your first time in a studio? Oh, yeah. It was interesting. It wasn't what I really expected it would be. Were you tracking all at the same time in the same space? Yeah, we were basically just playing live and they recorded it. Okay. Uh, Yannick, I'm presuming that you got an opportunity to to redo the vocals. Uh, Yes. Yeah, it was such a different experience um, singing in a recording studio compared to live. How did it differ? I feel like you can get away with more when it's live. Like all the different um, screams and stuff, they they just seem more full live. And when you hear them back on a recording, it kind of feels like something's missing a bit. Oh, you're absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, I want to talk about the, the creative process. Um, Abel, can you just sort of... Take me through how the songs, how the Sneaky Caribbean Monk Seal songs come into being. We have a very talented guitarist over here. Um, he has many ideas in his head. Um, so basically, you know, he gives us a riff. Um, or actually, sometimes David comes up with a, a little bass sort of line or whatever. And then, yeah, we sort of try and make ideas from from that start out from there um make lyrics make make some goofy lyrics where do the lyrics come from uh okay well we've tried many different ways of trying to get lyrics so one way we tried was we all write a line um that that came out very funny um we laughed at that a lot we try to like not take things too seriously with our lyrics yeah try and experiment with different stuff so you're not trying to save the world or cause radical political change or, um, or anything well i guess um the fact that we're teenagers we kind of want to you know not take not take ourselves too seriously at this point in time which is hilarious because going back to garden of sound and you on stage in particular there were a number of lines that possibly uh you would have heard somebody maybe in their you know 30s or 40s 
Especially, uh, this goes out to all of the, the beautiful ladies in the oh, audience, yes. which of course, is, of course is all of you. Essential. Um, that's, um, that's, yeah. that's rather classic. Um, you guys have put a video submission together for, uh, for the RockQuest Nationals to hopefully get into, um, into the, the, the top 30. You've introduced uh, another couple of songs, and one of those is Yannick Yu on the acoustic guitar. Um, yes. Uh, a lot of your stuff is sort of high energy uh, rock. We're not talking '80s hair metal. We're talking a bit more of a classic rock feel. There's a bit of blues in there. Um, do you see a bit more sort of acoustic stuff happening on stage? Um, yeah, I definitely think it's um, good for us to have a lot of variety, and um, that's what we'll try to do in the future in songwriting. Just um, just keep trying to come up with different different sounds, stuff that people haven't heard, and not just make it too dry, but really, um, you know, try experiment and, um, yeah, uh, explore new, new genres and stuff and just, you know, just keep it fresh, keep it rolling. Sweet. Okay, it's time for some music. Um, I do want to hear something off the, that submission. Have you got a particular track um, that you'd like to play now, Jono? We do. It's called Ranger Rick. What's Ranger Rick all about? It's about a ranger who's trying to hunt down the alligator and get him in his band. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Ranger Rick.
This is the Garden of Sound interview with sneaky Caribbean monk seals on 96.9 Plains FM. Playing host to some of the biggest names in dance music, Christchurch's D4 continues to break new ground for clubbers and music lovers across the country. But that's only a small piece of the action. When you want your next function talked about for years to come, D4 is your first port of call. With a capacity of 350 and a world-renowned AV team on site, D4's flexible enough to host theatre, bands, comedy and parties for all ages. It all happens opposite the tannery on Garlands Road, so visit facebook.com forward slash D4 venue for a better look at the action and to book your next event facebook.com forward slash D4 venue hey thanks for being with us today Garden of Sound is sponsored by Mint Finance and one of the areas Mint Finance specialise in is equipment finance. It's also known as asset finance, and it's specifically structured for businesses that need to purchase equipment. For example, getting a new van to get the band to gigs, or perhaps you're building a studio and you need some top quality gear. Mint can offer equipment finance for up to 100% of the purchase price, which is all fully secured against the new asset, on terms of up to five years, which means you can concentrate on the business and making music or building your empire. Obviously, T's and C's apply, but you'd be best served by chatting to Mint right now on 0800 666 That's 0800 666 or by visiting mintfinance.co.nz. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Sneaky Caribbean Monk Seals on Plains FM 96.9. Um, guys, I want to talk about the future um, and... You do have a big future ahead of you if you can, you know, keep it together and, and keep it going. What do you guys want to do, Jono? What would be your sort of like ultimate plan? What, where do you want to reach? What's the what's the pinnacle for you? I love to do music as a job. I like to really like to get into the music industry, but I don't want to just put all my eggs in one basket. I want to do other things as well, so I can have a variety. What are those other things? I was thinking about. Um, Possibly doing a new sort of journalism course or, um, you know, possibly even look into enjoy with history or maybe even law, possibly, I, I don't know. But yeah, I, I reckon I'd really want to do music because that's just my passion. That's probably one of my favourite things in this world, you know, so I, I would love to go down a path of music. Well, definitely the journalism and definitely the law could help you out with the music. The history could be interesting. Yannick, uh, what about you? Where do you want to get to? What's your uh, What's your big musical dream? Basically, just make it onto the Rolling Stone mag. <laughs> just be on the cover. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, maybe, not not time. You know, any 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 cover I can get onto, really. I don't know. I guess um, play at Mad- Madison Square Garden. Okay, so pretty much the kind of things you're talking about here, sort of emulate uh, Led Zepp, and I haven't talked about too much of that because there are sort of some some similarities. Um, are there are there at all any other bands that you would feel comfortable in the the big world sense sharing the stage with or at least appearing on the same same bill well i mean uh greta van fleet have the same kind of vibe as us i think and i i appreciate what they're doing um so yeah i guess that would be pretty fun abel well as david said a lot of the australian bands have some really good sounds um like a lot of their vibes and stuff like their energy yeah. So, what about you in terms of um, your music career? Let's say the the sneakies get off and you know start being start being huge. Where would you want to take the band? You know, we'd love to take over the world with our music. Um, 
that's kind of a dream. Just make it so that everyone absolutely loves us. And David, future future for you musically? I'd love to just be an Australian band. In terms of timeline, when when will you move to Australia? Oh, well, I'd, I'd love to right now. I mean, there's very nice weather over there. Yeah. And uh, which which city do you feel would sort of like uh, support your musical ambitions? Would I'd love... A, would it be a Melbourne or a Sydney? Um, so obviously nothing happens in Brisbane. Well, yeah, I'd love to live in Byron Bay. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff going on there. Uh, I presume you haven't been to Blues Fest over there? Um, no, I think I've heard of it, but no. Well, you never know. Perhaps they'll be looking for acts for 2020 in Sneaky Caribbean, Monk Seals on the uh, unearthed stage. Might be a, um, a brilliant thing. Um, guys, you've been amazing. Fantastic to, uh, to sit here and chat to you guys today. I want a final track to go out with. Have we got, um, we got a particular artist and a track that we could play? Uh, Time Was by Canned Heat. And why Time Was? It just has a really good feel about it, and I love the lyrics of it as well. Um, it's kind of just a perfect blend for me, personally, of music. Fantastic. David, Abel, Yannick, Jono, amazing. Thank you so much.
Before I get to track of the week, I want to talk about an event that's happening next Friday night at PYDT. For those of you who've been listening to Garden of Sound for a while, you'll know we work with some awesome organisations who have the same passion for youth music development as Garden of Sound, and one of those is PYDT, especially Tom Linklater, who puts together their live music events. Now, next Friday, they've got an awesome lineup, including half a Kashmir High School in the form of Lotus and Portland, who've both played Garden of Sound live events, as well as the fantastic Exit and Red Wedding. Tickets are a super low $5, and you can get them right now from Under the Radar. Just search PYDT. And while you're there, get a ticket for a friend and introduce them to some amazing music from brilliant local artists. Right, track of the week, literally hot off the press. It's H&T from Dillustrate with their new track, If I Was, featuring Finley Tate.
Okay, that's all for today. My guests were sneaky Caribbean monk seals. You can find out more about what they're up to by going to gardenofsound.nz and clicking on their photo on the front page. From there, you can check out their full performance at Garden of Sound Live back in June and see some amazing photos from that gig shot by Shannon Jessica. Next week, very excited, frontman for Dead Favors, Jared Rennell, fresh off the back of their nationwide tour. This has been Garden of Sound, presented by Mint Finance, business loans made easy. Until next week, keep well, keep listening, and keep playing. Hey, Dad.